Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From dating to relationships, from sex to love, from Christianity to politics, from darkness to light, you have now entered into the real zone. Welcome to Conversations with Trent, where no topic of conversation is safe from discussion. Now, here he is, Mr. Epic himself, Trent Williams. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on, beautiful people? Welcome to another episode of Conversations with Trent. Uh, topic was so hot last week. Uh, not only did we have to bring this topic back with some uh, some heavy hitters, um, I actually have an in-studio in guest here. Actually, a couple of in-studio guests here. Um, and we'll, we'll actually uh, let her introduce herself here probably in the next uh, few minutes here. But um, if you guys are tuned in, tune into the YRN 1328 app. Um, you can actually listen to the show right through the app. And if you want to call in and get in on this uh, thought-provoking topic, uh, be my guest. You can actually simply just click on the link. Um, actually, not the link. Click on the call button, and it'll take you right into the studio for us. And you'll be able to talk to, uh, to our guests here, as well as uh, our guests that are actually holding in, waiting for us uh, to go live here. So good stuff, good stuff, good stuff, good stuff. Without further ado, we're going to bring Lisa Tillman Page in here. Uh, to get it all started. What's going on, Lisa? Hey, whoa, 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 hold up. There must be a shift in the universe. Where's my intro music? What's up with that? Hey, you know what? Uh, if you, you're only here for 30 minutes, and you're asking for intro music? You, whoa, it doesn't make a difference. It doesn't make a difference. You know? any intro music? Lisa Tillman Page, folks. Lisa Tillman Page. Here we go. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got to turn it up. We can't hear it. Hey, everybody can hear that. What are you talking about? When I wake up in the morning, love, and the sunlight hurts my eyes, and something without warning, love, bears heavy on my mind. Then I look at you And the world's alright with me Just one look at you And I know it's gonna be A lovely day What's that's going what on? That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm yeah, talking about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you got you got your uh, your sidekick up in here, uh, pumping up fist to this to this uh, lovely day music here. Without further ado, oh. we're gonna bring uh, we're gonna actually bring her in. But before we do, we're gonna let, let's throw the camera on it real quick, uh, Carlos. Get us some light up in here. 
get get her some light to throw the camera on real quick. Because she, you know, she she up in here wanting to talk and what have you and all that noise. All right, there we go. There we go. Good stuff. All right, the lovely Renetta Mays. What's going on, uh, Pastor Deacon, Dr. Sister, Dr. Love, no, Dr. Missionary <laughs> Evangelist. Who? What? It's actually Missionary <laughs> When did you get them license? When did you get them? Where was I? You were not around when that happened. <laughs> you see, you, you fell in at the latter part. Oh, my, well, we got Pastor Evangelist, Sister, Dr. Deacon, Dr. Doug. Miss Renetta Mays sitting in on this uh, hot topic. Hi, I guess everyone. she she figured she'd come in and... Uh, Help Lisa out because Lisa still didn't get to that Malachi question for me. But without further ado, I we're gonna bring the rest. Supposed to you asked somebody to call in, but uh, hey, hey, Renetta, he cut you off. Hi, Lisa. Actually, he cut you off. That's what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank whatever. You. We're gonna bring my brother from another mother in here from um, Chicago, Mr. Anthony D. Collins. What's going on, man? Hey, hey what's going on, everybody? How you doing, Lisa? Hey, Renetta. Anthony, I'm doing fine. Oh, uh, <laughs> hi, Anthony. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. You won't get so you you a pa- you a pastor now, huh? You knew that from last year, Anthony. Don't act like you didn't know that. I tell you what, this shit is new oh, to me. Oh, okay. Hey, well, you learn something new every day. You learn something new every day. Now, I, I really, before we get started, I want to um, personally thank Trent and Lisa for bringing this topic to the forefront yesterday. I, I did have a chance to go back and listen to the show. Because I was mm-hmm. only able to listen about five minutes last week because I was out with my family. And you guys did an excellent job. Um, I just hope today we get even deeper into getting a, a real understanding the importance uh, of knowing about tithing, whether you choose to tithe or, or you choose not to tithe, and especially dealing with these um, churches. Exactly, exactly. Without further ado, talking about going a little deeper, we're going to bring in the brother from the West, Brother Ramiel Bay. What's going on, brother? Oh. Islam Hotel. That's my Malaika. Shalom. That is. That is. How you doing? What, what the, oh, all is well. I didn't know. I, I, I feel like I've been set up. You haven't put me on here with some pastors and some deacons. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going on out here. Shoot. I'm about to go out yeah. in the corner. Yeah, bro, no, don't, don't even feel oh, bad. Man. Game, I don't I don't travel. I done traveled with some of these people, and I didn't even know that they was deacons and pastors, so don't feel bad at all, brother. <laughs> Renetta's got a ton of jokes, man. she got a ton of jokes. And actually, we're we bringing on another brother here uh, to get this thing started. And actually, he's going to tear down exactly what Renetta just said. Renetta's own first cousin. So that preacher, you got one on me. <laughs> Mr. Ronnie Roach. We're going to bring Mr. Ronnie Roach in. What's going on, brother? What's going on? Ain't too much. What's going on, Trent? What's happening? I can't call the mic, Paulie, man. Lisa and, and the new know. Reverend and the new Reverend Renetta. Uh, I'll be <laughs> there today. What are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah, right. So before, right, we started, do it. before before we get started to the listening audience, um, you know, rules still apply for as everyone and, and, and not exactly respect everyone's opinion. And, you know, hey, everyone has a right to their own opinion. If you don't like those opinions, well, you know, I got control of the button here. You don't have to go, but you got to get out of here. So we're going to be very respectful tonight, and we're going to get this uh, get this noise in. And actually, I forgot to uh, introduce Mr. Carlos Stevenson. He's in the house. Hello. 
What's going on? Lowe's, Lowe's. Lowe's. So Carlos and Steph from behind the um the keyboard to engineering these shows hey, and What's he left us he left us with uh a cliffhanger man when he said Jesus walked away for about three three years and when he come back he was crucified. We try to figure out and try to see where he was going with that. So we brought the brother in to, to you know, go ahead and, and, and elaborate on what he was talking about. But let's just jump right into it, man. Pimps in the pulpit. And before we do that, again, uh, YRN1328 is the app. You guys download that app. You can actually uh, do everything from shopping to, you know, listening to uh, past shows, listen to current shows like you're listening to now, as well as, you know, purchase uh, Anthony's book, something that he doesn't promote, but I promote it for him. Uh, <laughs> Renata Mays' book, you can pick that up, uh, as well as her new single, all from the YRN 1328 app, along with um, tons of stuff from Verizon and GM and all those good stuff. Let's jump into the topic. Anthony, I want to hear what you had to say because we talked offline when you talked about uh, the book of Malachi. You said you had something for me, brother. Oh, well, um, well, first, you know, I kind of want to do a few things before we before we dive into that because the reason why I feel like this topic is so important um, for anyone who may not have the courage to raise their hand and say they're a little confused about their faith, um, whether it's being a Christian, um, Catholic, Muslim, or whatever faith they choose to. Um, so I'm going to do my very best and do my due diligence and try to provide sources for people to after this show or if we continue on with this series where they can be able to go back and, you know, pull these sources and look up some research. So what I'm going to start off doing is um, bringing up the Black Laws Dictionary, 4th edition. I'm going to repeat that one more time, um, the Black Law Dictionary, 4th edition. So it, this book basically kind of gives you a, a, a great, from what I've been taught and told and what I've researched myself, it gives you a great, hey, great example of what some of the meaning of these words are. Uh, Anthony. So when you talk about tithing, hello? Anthony, I'm sorry. This is yeah. Lisa. Um, somebody needs to mute their mic because they got a lot of background noise going on. We want to make sure everybody yeah, hears just, this. Yeah, I just took I took care of it. We'll bring, uh, we'll okay. bring Brother okay. Rodeo back in when he gets out of there. Okay. Right. Okay. That's cool. No problem. So when you, when you talk about tithing, since we're talking about that and then the pimps and the pool pits, let's start off with, you know, what I found to be the definition of tithing. And what we also have to understand is that where our language comes from, England, English is really not our true origin of, or of language. So when you talk about tithing, you have to talk about the king, the king of Alfred, for the better presentation of peace divided England into counties. This is exactly what tithing comes from. It's composed of ten neighboring families, and this all came from England. Okay, the mm-hmm. counties was into hundreds, and the hundreds was into tithings, and so forth and so forth. So the word tithing actually came from England, and it came from the place of being used to, to describe counties or countries or, thing, or families or things of that nature. And in, in those families, they started giving gifts and stuff like that. Now, as the Roman Catholic Empire gained power, they took the word tithing and made it into a church form where when you mm-hmm. enter church, you do the offerings and things of that nature. Now, how does this tie into Christianity? I can give you a prime example. <clears throat> if you think back before Barack Obama was first elected back in 2008, he was very verbal 
about being a part of a Christian church that I used to be a part of, um, Trinity, with uh, Dr. Jeremiah Wright. And for whatever uh-huh. reason, to a lot of people, Mr. Wright, Jeremiah Wright, wasn't politically correct in some of the things he said. So Barack Obama had to basically drop his Christian flag and say he's no longer attached to that church. But if you notice, after he was elected, he never, ever said anything against the Roman Catholic Church. Because what we don't get or what we don't understand is a lot of things that's done in the religious realm starts from the Roman Catholic Church. That's your connection. That's your connection of Jesus Christ. Any holiday that you want to say that you celebrate, it all starts from the Roman Catholic Church. And as I mentioned before, some of the sources that I'm going to give you, from one of which Black Laws Dictionary, 4th edition, which I find to be the most accurate, that predates a lot of things. And what I'm saying is you can go back later and research. Now, to answer your question about Malachi, I kind of just did. It came from the Roman Catholic Church. The reason why they're still practicing the Trent is because the Roman Catholic Church pretty much says what's going to be practiced. And then every other entity, especially Christianity, takes from that and they practice it. If you notice, every president is required not just do so. They're required to go to the Vatican, every president. That's not something they just, just do off GP. They have to, reason being because they discuss new policies, new religion policies, new education policies, and more importantly, new financial policies. And this all ties into what we're going to talk about when it comes to pimps and the pool pimps, because pimps and the yeah pimps and the pool pimps, because it, it is, it's going to it's going to give you a little bit of an example on why every mega mega church, and this doesn't even matter about race, whether you're black, white, TD Jakes from that um that white man in, in in Houston, I can't think of his name right now. They got that big church. All these guys are thirty two thirty two degree masons. That's a requirement. If you have a mega church of a size of 5,000 or more members, you have to be a 32-degree 32, 32 mason. So my question to anyone who practices that faith, why is that? Why is that? I want you to think about that. But to answer your question specifically, Trent, the reason is that they are still practicing that is because the Roman Catholic Church says they have to still practice that. Okay. All right. So um, that's some really great information, Anthony. Uh, and I think um, I think it was Trent last week who brought it up that said, um, he brought up something that um, Brother Ramiel said, and it was actually something recently that I had just studied, um, and that's the fact that um, the different – the different entities, whether you know it be the Roman Catholic Church or the Greeks or you know Orthodox Church, whoever it was who was in power at the time, that they all had different versions of the Bible of the Gospel. They all wrote it in different languages, and every time somebody Absolutely. took it and wrote it, yeah, every time they took it and they wrote it, they they put it to whatever it was they needed it to be. And so, um, you know, although it is the anointed word of God or the inspired word of God, I guess I'll say, people felt they were inspired to write this. It is not truly the word of God. And so um, what you just brought up, and I'm sure what Brother Ramiel will say, 
is one of the, um, may say in here is that people have to do their own studying. You can't just look at one thing. You can't just hear one sermon. You can't just read one specific passage and believe and say, okay, this is it. And that, you know, you have to go and hear what other, you have, you have to listen to what other people have to say and listen with an open mind, but you have to do your own studying and you have to look back because, because man, man is full of errors and, and man is self-serving. And that's what we We do. We're self-serving. Right. And that's why I congratulate, that's why I congratulate, Carlos can step in anytime. That's why I congratulate you and Trent for doing this show because I'm actually here because I was that person who bled Christianity for a certain amount of years and would go to my church and go to other churches to try to get these questions answered. And no one either had the answer or they was hiding the answer or they was, you know, trying to redirect me. And that's not what faith should be about when you have right. confused souls. So I'm speaking for those confused souls tonight. I'm no longer confused now. I know exactly where my faith lies. Mm-hmm. But those people who, who have that crossroad, these type of shows are very, very important to provide them other avenues, other other ways of thinking when it comes to spirituality, when it comes to Christianity, when it comes to tithing, Catholic, and, and therefore. And, and then right. I, I know, I, you know we've got plenty of time, so I won't call us to get in. So go ahead, brother. Yeah, and, and we want to we want to we want to actually go back to because a lot of folks li- listen to that show. We want to go back and we want to bring all these points up about um, what Carlos talked about and what we talked about as far as um, as far as tithing goes. And I still want to stay still on course with the whole tithing thing and want folks to really get a clear understanding when they tithe and they're spending their hard-earned money why they're doing it. Anthony explained some of that. And I'm sure he's going to, you know, Brother Ramiel's going to come in and bring a little more into that as well. So we want to stay, we want to stay on topic. With, go ahead. Right. I'm sorry. Can I just preface? Can I just preface this a minute? Because you know, I don't want people to think, oh, well, why is this entitled "Pimps in the Pulpit"? But you're talking about tithing, and where it comes up is what? just because someone stands in the pulpit and says you have to give this amount of money. Just because somebody stands in the pulpit and says, in order for you to be in this church, you have to show us your tax returns or your check stubs and all sort of stuff. You have to study, just like I said, you have to study to show yourself approved. You have to study to understand where you're coming from. And just like Anthony said, you have to continue to ask and ask and seek and search. And that's really what theology is. It's, it's studying and continuing to have the conversation. And so, um, so right, but, this uh, is just one part of that. Um, that's one part. You know, so we're gonna, I just we're gonna, to kind of prep we're not gonna, that. Yeah, and that, that's a good point. We're not going to, we're not going to veer too far from these pimps because we actually, I mean, that's what the topic was, was about from that experience. So we really want to. What's the number? 347? 347. Three two six nine one three nine. Go ahead, Carlos. Go ahead, Carlos. Oh, and uh, this is Anthony. I just thought I thought I got dropped from the call. It got quiet, so yeah. too many no, people good. on the good. phone to get so quiet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but yeah, just to kind of, I'm gonna just keep picking it back until somebody gets no, no, ready. No, no, no. Carlos just trying is to here. Go. Carlos is here. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> that's a lot of dead air, brother. We got we got sponsors. <laughs> Can't have no dead air. All right. Can you hear me? <laughs> Okay, all right. Well, one of the things I wanted to say real quick was um, I grew up Roman Catholic. And as a Roman Catholic, we are some of the most hated people on the face of the earth as far as religion um, purposes is is concerned. Secondly, um, I was in college and we had to do a, a, a report on religion. And so they had all of the 
the Christian sects on the board, and we had to pick um, what we wanted to do our story on, Christianity, Buddhism, um, Islam, Judaism. And so I was like, okay, this is simple. I know my religion. I'll pick Christianity. The teacher switched it on us and said that we had to do our report on the person to the right of us. So Mm. the guy who was next to me was of the Islam faith. And so my whole um, essay had to be written on his religion. So at that point, that opened me up to learning about my neighbor versus what I was um, brought up in my understanding of what religion was. And so one of the things um, from that was we had a few discrepancies over, you know, some small issues. But the bigger thing that we came to our conclusion when we did our report was we have more in common with each other than we do. Uh-huh. In, and so from that point forward, I started looking at Buddhism. I started looking at Judaism. I started looking at some of the, the ancient religions from Egypt, you know, where all religion obviously comes from, um, and started taking a look at it from a commonality point of view versus our differences. And so once you study that, or once you're able to be open to that, then a lot of the stuff go away, and it's just based on how righteous you are, what do you want to do, how do you want to help people, versus tithing into a church for me. Because mm-hmm. I can find, I can go into French quarters tonight in New Orleans, and I can find three or four homeless families, women with their daughters exactly. and sons, Mm-hmm. And I feel that if I put them in a hotel for two or three days because they couldn't get into the mission, that's exactly mm-hmm. what you're not tidy. That's right. That's right. So without yeah. going to my church, and I still do, but when I go to my church, I don't give to the church collection. I only give to the poor box, being a Roman Catholic, meaning this money specifically going to people who have nothing. Mm-hmm. So I do give to the church in that capacity. Oh, so the Catholics got a poor box. We do have a poor box. But you won't find that in no Baptist church. Oh, yes, we do have yeah, them. Thank it's you. Yeah, it's a benevolent fund, Trent. Yeah, we call it. Oh, okay. We call it okay. the building fund. It never gets fixed. Yeah. No. <laughs> There's a different the ragged-ass building with that. That ragged-ass building with that large building fund. This is. This is this is Anthony, and I really want to um, kind of put an exclamation point on what um, Carlos was saying about if you have three or four homeless families and, and you decide mm-hmm. to put them up for two or three nights in a hotel, and, and that's my whole thing. And I can only speak mm-hmm. from what I've seen, like maybe here in Chicago and Michigan, and you know a few places I, I visit on a regular. You, you will have a, a, a pretty successful church in a real stricken neighborhood, but that neighborhood is stricken. And from what I hear, this is all over the globe. So we as people, as we have these conversations, we need to start thinking, why is this church on the rise, but this neighborhood is still on the fall? So why should I give to this church, okay, but I know that these 10 houses right here need water. Why don't I have to take that money or take that water to that 10 houses instead of giving it to the church who's obviously it's obvious, whether you want to admit it or not, it's obvious they're not given to these communities. Then when you go to, because I remember Lisa mentioned about the board, and I, and, I, and, I, and I totally agree with Lisa, because most mega churches or big churches have that board meeting that you can attend. You're free to attend. And you go to some of these meetings, and they tell you 
We've donated a million dollars in Africa. We've donated a million dollars in Asia. We've donated a million dollars over here. But I have a problem with that because I was always taught, take care of yourself first. So right. why that, haven't you donated a million dollars right across the uh, street? Let me, ju- well, let me I, jump I, I in for a second. I can answer that for you real quick because they donate to places where you can't trace it. How many of us Here can trace is. a church in Africa? Right. Right. And, and that, how many of us can trace in Asia and prove? One second, folks. One second, folks. One second. One second. That's when we, when we talk about donating and they've donated to Africa. That's called offshore accounts for those who actually yeah, know how thanks. to move money. <laughs> offshore accounts. That's all it is. Some of them. Not all of them. Some of them. Not all of them. That's right, Lisa. Some of them. And the reason why I'm bringing that home is because I don't want somebody to get on there and be like, oh, my God, my church isn't doing this, my church isn't doing that. Because there are things, like I said, I go to those meetings at my church. And we do give to the colleges here. We do give to um, the homeless. We have a homeless organization here um, that we give to. And so those people come and they do that. And so it's a a point of paying attention. You have to. You can't just blindly give. You have to pay attention. Right. Go go ahead, Renata. You wanted to say something? Um, Because actually my church, we have divorce care for people who've been divorced. We have singles ministry. We have prison ministry where they actually go to the prisons. We have, um, they, they take care of the kids. When we have parents that are in prison during Christmas, they get a list of kids whose parents are in prison and make sure that those kids have whatever they need for Christmas or throughout the year. They feed, they do all of this. So it's not every church. That's the, the problem is it's so many church and so many pastors that are pimping the church and so many mm-hmm. pastors are taking right. that money for themselves. When you find genuine men that are leading a flock, that are trying to do this right, it makes it bad, and women, that's right. It makes it bad for them. They're already looked upon in a negative way because so many others, if you got 90% doing wrong and you have 10% doing right, that 10% automatically is going to look at as if they're doing the wrong as well because there's a vast majority of them that's doing wrong. Exactly, and I could actually actually vouch for uh, Brother Luda, Brother Fred Luda, who's actually doing tremendous work right here in the city that's actually sitting in the seventh ward where everything around that church thrives. Everything does, well, can, you know, can I ask can I ask ahead, a question? Can I ask you so if you if you're in a faith system, whether it's Christianity, Catholic, Islam, uh or whatever faith system you wanna we wanna talk about, and ninety mm-hmm. percent of that system is wrong, don't you think it's time to change the system? I agree. I think ninety percent is I think ninety percent is a very, very high Let's, uh, um percentage. But yeah, but, let, let, but to, to your point directly, yes, there are some there are systems that need to be changed. There are systems that need to be looked at, and that's with everything. And to go and and even to go back to your point of well, why do we even why are we even giving money to the church? So think about it. You have it's an organization, and the organization is supposed to be organized to do specific things. Now, if you just go and you aren't a part of it, if you just go and you don't pay attention to what's going on, and you just and you're just there and you just give and you just sit in the pews and you and you let things come to you, but you're not a part of it, then you're not then the and most and if most people do that in your specific organization, right. then now you aren't fulfilling to... the tenets of your organization. Let's let's get back let's get back to this point real quick. Let's get back to this point. Pimps in the pulpit, you know the pulpit pimps. The initial thing, the initial thing on this was, I wanted to to get a clear understanding from Christians. Why are they still teaching from the Book of Malachi, and that's an Old Testament? 
I need that question answered from a Christian. I can't answer that from you. Because well, I, well, I, I, I think the main thing, you probably won't get that, brother, because what I kind of explained to you is that most Christians are in a system that they don't truly understand what the system is. Most my Christians point. don't even know what the word Christian means. They think they do. Most Christians don't even understand where Jesus Christ really originated from. So when you're going to ask a Christian how to do that, especially when most of us and most Christians haven't even taken the time to read the book. You have more people that will throw scriptures at you but hasn't even read a whole chapter. But this is a faith system that because great-grandma brought it to you and great-grandpa brought it to you and great-great-grandma brought it to you, you just went on with that system. And you don't question that. But the bottom line of it, great-grandma was led wrong, great-grandpa was led wrong, great-great-great-grandpa was led wrong. But we don't want to face those issues, and we don't want to even talk about that issue. Even to the point, and I'll cut off so somebody can jump in, because this is very important. Even to the point where a lot of Christians say, in Jesus' name, but they don't pay respect to their own ancestors. Most people don't even know who their third-generation great-grandmother is. That's a disgrace to your bloodline. Exactly. You don't even know who your second-generation great-grandfather is, but you will say in Jesus' name, but you will not say in your ancestors' name? You won't pay any respect to your ancestors? We have well, wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I, okay, so wait. I, I respectfully, uh, I'm, I'm respectfully confused as to why those two are, why, why you're bringing those two together. I understand the importance of, um, of honoring your an- ancestors, but and let me just speak from my particular faith because that's all I can speak of and the faith that I have. I've, I'm, I fully recognize that the Bible was written by men. I fully recognize that no one fully understands what 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 or who God is and, and all that he and all that he does. And I I respect people's right not to believe in God or to believe in whatever it is they want to call them. For me, I choose to believe because if I get to the other side and there's a God I'd rather believe than not believe. In my faith right. Jesus is the son of God and so I'm going go. to honor him. I'm not gonna honor man, I'm gonna honor him. I'm also going to honor him in, in the living within myself and within my family. So, so to that point, I get what you're saying as, you know, knowing who your family is, knowing what they've, what they've done, where they've come from. But to, for, if, if I'm, I might be mistaken what you were saying, but I was taking that you were saying putting your ancestors on the, same, on the same level with Jesus. And for me, that would not be right. Well, that's exactly what I was saying, Lisa, and, and that's okay. exactly what you should do. You should your, your bloodline is your bloodline. You should put your bloodline exactly where you want to place any faith, whether it's Allah, Jesus, or whatever the faith is, because that's who you came from. So you you are right. You know, and whether we agree or disagree, that's fine. I still love right. you. Yeah. Still love me. Yeah. But when now it comes to that faith of it all, yeah. Yeah, let's and, and let's. Try. Go ahead, brother. And actually, um, just just so you know, um, Trent, brother Rami, yeah, I just texted him. He's ready to come in. His his background yeah, he's in. is he's quiet. In. Whenever you're ready, yeah, he's on. He's in. Yeah. Go ahead, brother Rami. So, all right. So, I was, you know, really trying to remain, you know, silent so I can understand the, you know, the direction. And I know we started out talking about our opinions, but what I'm going to tell the the uh, the listeners and, you know, even um, you know everyone on on the uh, on the phone right now, 
who's who's uh, speaking. I'm not going to give you my opinion. Um, I'm going to withhold my opinion, and the only thing that I'm going to do is give you the historical data that will allow you to assess the situation and think for yourselves. Prophet Noble Drew Ali said that if I can just get my people to think, then they could save themselves. And so one of the things that we've got to understand is Yeah. Okay. We might. We maybe we must have lost him. <laughs> That's how it works sometimes. Yeah, not can you can hear me. Good, brother. Can you hear me? Yeah. Go yeah. ahead. Yes. Okay. I don't know what just happened. I was just running off into mouth. Y'all didn't tell me. <laughs> you just went out for a half a second. Go ahead, brother. Oh. Okay. So, what? What I want everyone to do is we we use the word. Let's first understand and look at one of the. The, what the word um, Holy Bible means Okay And I start there because there's a, If we don't understand the origin of the word Then really we can't get anywhere we, it, it, It's mm-hmm. History is hidden in The etymon and linguistic transfer, uh, Transformations of words When you study words and you, and you study the culture Then you can understand it The word holy okay, Comes from a word halil and haleg and it means sun, it means fire, okay? The word Bible simply means papers. And so the word Holy Bible literally means sun papers, literally. This is the literal meaning of what Holy Bible. And so you hear me on my show say the Helios Bibliotheque. It just means sun paper. The Holy Quran means sun gazer. I mean, excuse me, sun reader. So Uh we have to understand some of those origins, the word God. We use that term so loosely, and we don't know what it means. So just a few seconds ago, we were talking about putting our ancestors up, you know, next to God. Well, God is a title. It 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 is a title And that's it, no more, no less. But it did not even start out as a title. It actually was a verb transitive. And it came from, it's a word that's 500 years old. And it came Uh into uh, circulation when the Aryans, okay, the Aryans were studying our ancestors in Parah, Uh or what we now call Hindustan or India. And when they were studying us, they called our spiritual system good. And that, be, that becomes uh, uh, lower than old, uh, old high German becomes a got, G-H-O-T-T, and then it changes to ger- uh, German and becomes God. And it's a verb transitive. It's an action, actually. It is a description of an action. And it means that which is an invoke, invoke or to invoke. And it also means to pour a libation. Now, okay. when, when Anthony is speaking of, why aren't we calling out the names of our ancestors? Anthony is a scholar, and I'm sure a lot of the other scholars on here know that the original um, description of what God was was the invoking of our ancestors, which is what the Aryans were describing. That's i.e. the rain dance, 
um, the fertility dances and things like that. We pour libations out so that we can invoke the spirits and the help of the ancestors. So even when we're speaking of the word God, it's completely confused. And so that's why we're, you know, that's what leads us to be so lost in these discussions. We have no idea where this stuff comes from. All of the faiths trace trace back to the same thing, literally. That's Mm -hmm. why when the brother said that he studies Islam, it's all the same. They all teach love. Mm -hmm. That's it. Love. This this simple love. Now let's, 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 let's dig a little deeper. We talk about when we talk about God, because you know we have a, a Christian base that goes to Christian base. But good thing that uh, we sponsor ourselves here. So, but anyway, yeah. but the thing about it is, let's talk about God. Now, for me, from my personal experience, and this is Trent, from mm-hmm. my personal experience, mm-hmm. when I expired, I can tell you clear as day that was something. There was something on the other side there. It was a light. There was a being. I'm talking about a strong being that I could not see, but I could feel it. I was not, I was in, in, in a transition state. So I, I could actually understand what you're saying, Brother Ramiel, and I could actually understand what Lisa and, and Renette is talking about as well. There's something greater than ourselves. And I, mm-hmm. I, I do believe, Indeed. in my personal opinion, I do believe that we are a lost people, period. I'm talking about African-Americans, I'm talking about Caucasian, I'm talking about everybody on this planet. Because what I experienced was something totally different and out of this world. And I got the papers to show that I expired. So, so you know, question, we, go ahead. When, when you expire, oh, my question to a hey, this Ronald, when you expire and you felt that extra, you know, power strong in you, did he check your tired record to see how much you had paid to the church to decide whether he was going back to earth or were you going to hell or hell? <laughs> no, none of that. No. Yeah, I don't know if you got to break me up. Did, did they pull the tired record and check? None of that took place. None of that took place. So that wasn't even a question. They didn't even question about no, that. That wasn't even a question. Actually, that being didn't even say anything to me. I was Just doing all the talking. I was doing all the talking and that being never responded back to me. And I was fighting more to get back this way. And to be honest uh-huh. with you, through my travels, since that happened to me, I kind of think I made the wrong decision. Yeah, I couldn't tell you that, man. You was halfway home. You should have stayed your ass over there. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, I'm just saying, you know, the hell I go on an everyday basis dealing with these pimps and these pushers and dope men, you know, not, not, to, not to, you know, trivialize what you went through, but I just wanted to know if they check your tire records while you was going yeah, no, through it. Cause, yeah, no, I'm a payment or two behind. No, and, and so just to add to it, cause I, I was, it was a sister you had on last week, and this is Anthony, and I think she mm-hmm. mentioned, and I forgot the um, the preacher or the pastor name um, that was in front of a committee explaining why he was spending such amount of money on certain things. Oh, Eddie Long. And, talking about Eddie Long. No, nah, not Eddie Long. It wasn't Eddie Long. It was a light skin. It was a light skin affair, brother. And the thing about it is that I'm only bringing these up because one thing I love about social media and the Internet, and it's waking a lot of people up, but it's kind of mm-hmm. doing it, it's kind of like a twofold to it because what you will have, you will have, and I'm not speaking at Brother Ramiel, but you will have someone like a Brother Ramiel in a different mind state that feels as if they know more 
and they look down on other people because they, they simply don't know. And that's not what we're trying to do. Yeah, I don't get that. But to yeah. expose mm-hmm. these people uh, of what's going on is very important because I want people to look at that video and just look at this brother's arrogance. They were saying something mm-hmm. like he spent 1700 on some socks, and all he said was, well, that was my travel expense. You know, oh, I, yeah, I, I need to travel. That. I need to yeah. have socks. Who, who was this you know, guy? That kind of stuff. I don't know what's name. The IRS had him in there. The IRS had him in there. He was had. Yeah. He, I, they I, say and look them up. But this is what right. we're talking about. This is this is like you said. You said pimps of the pool pimps. It's yeah, those that's, that's type of like examples that. that that even if you have a ten percent, hell, I'll even say even if you have fifty percent of 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 churches or faiths doing a certain thing, mm-hmm. then that makes it look bad. Because even when you talk about the Roman Catholic Church, if we're gonna if we're gonna talk about, it, let's talk about it. You have let's an organization away. that pretty much promotes. Child, child nastiness. I can't even put it no other no, way. Say what it is. Child molestation. What do you want? What do you want? A minute or not? This organization promotion. They spent over nine hundred million dollars to hide it. Wow. But you That's still we want to be a part of something. You know, I, I, it, it just doesn't register to me. It just doesn't register. To me. We all have to try to make think, sense of that. I think what a confusion comes in that. Well, one one second, Lisa. I think what a confusion come at coming at with, with everyone when they talk about their faith, everyone's pulled apart from a certain word, like Brother Ramiel's, you know, you know, give you the origin of the word God. That kind of makes people cringe. But let's just be honest. The brother has facts where it backs up to where that the name actually originated from. And I really don't want to get off of that topic. I really wanted to go deep. That's why I invited the brother on so he could actually mm-hmm. spill on exactly facts not something that he's reading from whatever this is actually you know i've i've listened to this brother on his show uh, a number of times and the guy never gives his opinion because everything that he says you can actually go back and look that up for yourself and then you make your own decision from that point like i said and to, to, to go back to my point about you know god and there's another being greater than yourself there is whatever that name is i don't know but i can tell you what it was something greater than this world, and it was something Absolutely. very peaceful. It was love. It was it was something. It was something different. It was nothing like I've ever experienced before. So no one's actually knocking anyone's faith. It's for the listening audience I'm talking about. No one's knocking your faith, but as we continue to 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 advance and and elevate, we just want you to open your minds a little bit and don't you know just take for word that this brother uh, sitting in a pulpit is reading. From the Bible, hell, he might have the penthouse. Uh, he might have a naked ass woman in that Bible, you know, face down me, in there or something. You never me, know. And I think he, I think people have always heard me say it, and I know we gonna all kind of cut people off, and I might have cut you off, Trent, but it's it's that it's, 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 it's important because some of these moments just come to me. I want yeah, ahead, you man. to be so offended of what I said tonight and, and the resources that I gave you that it pisses you off so much that you actually open up another book outside the Bible. That's how that's how offended I want you to get. I don't even want you to believe anything that I say. I want you to be like, man, I don't even know why Trent partnered up with Anthony because he's absolutely crazy. But in the back of your mind, you're going to think about something that I've said, and it's going to make you open up a book outside of that holy Bible that yeah. Brother Ramiel just gave you. The reason, the, why Trent, the reason why Trent partnered with Anthony because, you know, niggas claiming church and stole money from him. But that's another topic. Go ahead, Brother Ramiel. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, 
Come with me. Crazy, man. <laughs> hey, fellas. I have, I have, hey, I've been listening. Go here, Renata. No, hold on, Ronnie. I have something to say. I've been listening. And Go we've been talking, we were supposed to be talking about the pimping in the pulpit. We've yeah. gotten off in a different thing. That's wonderful. But, but let's look at this. I want you guys to tell me how you, how, what you really think about this. I attended, I was invited to a church. I was invited to a church one Wednesday night for a Bible study. I said, okay, I'll go. Well, the pastor was in there, and, and this is going to, just follow me. All right, the pastor was in there, and he was saying in the book of Ephesians, fifth chapter, where it says that a wife is to submit herself unto her own husband, and a husband is to love his wife as Christ loved the church. Okay? like that word. Well, his question, shut up. His question, I'm older than you, I can tell you that. Shut up. So it got, it got to the point where he says, if you are a single woman in the church uh-huh. and you don't, don't have a pet, you don't have a husband, who do you submit yourself to? So me being brought up in the church, shut up, Ronnie. Me being brought up in the church, I raise my hand. I know the answer. You submit yourself unto God until God sends you the husband that he has ordained for your life. And he said, wrong. So I'm like, wrong. He's like, if you're a single woman in the church, you're supposed to submit yourself to him. Until God gets to the pastor himself. This crazy. And, and see, this is where the pimping comes in. That's what I'm saying. That's where the pimping comes in because you've got people that have not been in church, grew up, and didn't know any different, but they're, they're just getting to church at 20, 30, 40 years old. They don't know any better. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're receiving what he's saying to them, and they're thinking that this is what's right because right. this is all they've ever been taught. And right, they follow right. those teachings because this is the only thing that they know. If I didn't know hot water would scar on me, I might put my hand in some hot water because I've never been taught yeah, anything right. different. And and this is the so, thing that people really, really need to start addressing in the churches. When the pastor's telling single women we need to have one-on-one Bible study or one-on-one counseling, nobody else yeah, or they're, yeah, tell- or they're telling women that, you know, you need to submit yourself to me until you get a nah. husband. Those are the type of issues that actually really, really need to be addressed in a lot of these churches because there's more going on sometimes in some churches. You have more adultery and more fornication and more outside babies and things going on in the church than you have in people in the streets. His preachers that have two or three women in the congregation knocked up. I know a preacher. His wife is I know him too. And two of his, his sideline homes are pregnant at the same time. I know he tried to blame one of the babies on me. Ronnie. Ronnie. No, I'm from the country. We talk loud. Our family talks loud. Wait, Ronnie, hold on a second. Okay, now, I don't want to call his brother's name out because we're going to be responsible. Nah, we ain't trying to get sued. We ain't trying to get sued. But I'll tell you what your name is. Your name is Reverend Lowdown. Yeah, Reverend Lowdown. Who wanted to actually address what Renata said? I think that was Brother Ramiel. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I wanted to add that that's part of the reason that we've got to start looking at and following the track of the history of these things. Because when we start speaking about submitting um, and, and, and the submission of women to, to man and so on and so forth, if you follow the timeline and if people are willing to actually, you know, get uncomfortable and start to, you know, test their belief systems and see if it holds true, then they'll be able to find out what's really going on. 
you know, we part of our misconception is the fact that we actually do believe that the church has a responsibility to the neighborhood. This is a belief that we have based on the teachings, even and it's false. It is a complete it is completely false. The church has no responsibility to that. But we've been led to believe that the, the whole setup of the church is to get you to look outside of yourself for hope. And this is not my, again, not my opinion. You can read documents yeah. such as the Treaty of Verona. Okay, mm-hmm. so I, I, I advise everyone to read the Treaty of Verona. Um, also, look at the doctrine, the doc, what's called the Doctrine of Discovery. And in this mm-hmm. study, the Nicene Constantinople uh, Creed, the Nicene Creed, and study those things. And then you're going to get a chance to really get an understanding of why the church is that way. Most of them are 501c3. Okay, mm-hmm. there's a reason why no church ever opens up, now we talk. which, is, which mm-hmm. would be elementary. Okay, this is these are things <laughs> that are no brainer. No church uh-huh. opens up a school. What does that mean? Five hundred one three C. Right, but it, but it's deeper than not than, than not for profit. What it means right. is that if you read the stipulations of a five hundred one C three, there are stipulations that keep them from doing certain things. Okay, so so in order to get uh, backing. Okay, because being a 501c3, you can get government funding and so on and so forth. Well, once you become a 501c3, then you have to fit into certain, uh, be able to bend towards certain agendas. This is why homosexuality is on the rise. This is why they uh, are okay with having uh, single people in the church when for years that was not okay. You know, you couldn't be single and living together. So now you start to see things bend. This is why they don't open schools. This is why no church really owns businesses. You know, you don't Uh see churches owning businesses. And if we're going to talk about empowering people, the hell with empowering people to pray to Jesus, give people a job. Right. Then, then they can have, then that's self-sustainability. But that's not the responsibility of the church. The responsibility of the church, the church itself was created to keep people literally from looking inside of themselves as our ancestors did. And by not looking inside yourself, we were taught that if you don't believe, like the sister said earlier, I want to know that um, if I do make my transition, if I do die, that I did believe just in case. Well, that's the lowest, that's fear. And fear is the lowest vibration on the planet, and it keeps you stuck. And so now everybody. I want to keep those folks up, and I want them to actually understand exactly what you're saying when you're saying tap into yourself. I didn't start talking like that until after my incident, tapping into mm-hmm. yourself, not tapping into mm-hmm. man, not tapping into someone, what someone told me. Hell, I was baptized as Jehovah's Witness and a Baptist at one time. None of that helped mm-hmm. me. I was a full-time power here, Trent. I was a full-time power here. Yeah, I don't yeah. like you go out and you you know you preaching and you doing all this stuff. He was a full pioneer. Ninety hours a month. Exactly. Ninety hours a month. That's Brother Ramel talking. That's exactly. I didn't know you was a witness at one time. But yeah, you know my whole, my whole thing is, man. You know, and I, the only the only way I started talking about channeling that energy 
from within that's after the accident. I wasn't talking like that before. Because on the other side, none of this stuff that they talk about over here is, is not like that, man. So I, I really believe that religion is forced on you for fear, for fear purposes. Mm-hmm. And if we're going to go all the way out, let's go all the way out. What's that guy's name who was sure. painted as Jesus? What's that guy? On, uh, on every Jesus church fan in America. If, 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 if I may real quick, if I may real quick, just to try to have, a, a I guess, a, a compromise or a balance, you know, after this show and after this call, people are probably going to continue to continue to believe whatever they want to believe, whether it's facts or fiction or opinion. But I just suggest for any Christian, any Catholic, anybody of any faith, when you do decide to give, make sure you absolutely are giving within your needs. And people say, oh, yeah, of course I will. Of course I will. But, see, a lot of times when you get into these, like, like low vibrational places that Brother Romeo was just mentioning, you start feeling guilty and you know you just mm-hmm. paid your light bill and all you got is $10 left until Friday, and they start, you know, telling you something, and then the music starts playing, you're going to give mm-hmm. up your last $10 Man, and let me try to so. figure out how you're going to make it to Friday, and then you get on your knees and pray to something, and it never shows up. So I yeah. just say just be careful. Just be careful how you're going to do things within your needs. Go ahead, Renetta. I'm sorry. Let me tell you this. Oh, no, in conjunction with what you're saying, Every time there's a tithe and offering, you always find they're playing music that is happy, jumping, moving, <laughs> second line. Yeah. They got yeah. a, lady jump, jump, a lady in our church. She's second line every Sunday. Well, let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. I, can go to, I can go to every church on the West Bank of New Orleans to the East Bank of New Orleans. I ain't giving up shit. I don't care how much they put the music is playing. <laughs> Tithing is not just money. Well, I mean, I but mean, see, and you don't have to always give your money to the And that's the thing the about it, Trent. But see, that's you because you've already tapped into yourself. But I'm talking from a person that, that I was about, I'm going to say maybe nine or ten years ago, where I didn't tap into myself. You know, where right. I was I was always on the fence about the whole story of Jesus Christ. But other than that, I was really all the way in. As a Christian, I was in the single right. ministry. I was going on Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, sometimes Thursday if I could fit in Friday. So I know Shining what certain people are when you feel guilty about that. And when you yeah. when you go every time, you want to give every time. So I, that's what I'm saying. For those people who haven't yeah. tapped to themselves, just take a step back from it. Take a step right. back from it. Take a few deep breaths and just say, hey, realistically, if I give them my last $10, how in the hell am I going to get to work on Friday from, from Monday through Thursday? Right. You know, that's exactly. all I'm saying, you know, for right. anybody. It makes sense, Anthony, because you know, what I do is cool. I actually go out under the bridge where the homeless are. I'll buy stuff to give them care pack and make care pack. Cause he, he sat there and watched me sit down at night all night making care bags, yep. and I go out there on my own and give out to the there homeless. You I go out there and give food to the homeless. And it's not about there a ministry. It's just something that I do on my own. And that is there a tithe. You know, tithing is not always just giving your money to the church. You know, when Absolutely. you know when somebody else, you are tithing. So I go out and I do that on my own. I go out during the winter, give coats and things and stuff like that. Yep. And I do that on my own. So it doesn't mean that you just have to always give money to the church to tithe. Yep. Carlos? Maybe, maybe, since we've been talking about this, I, I just thought about maybe the churches need to set up an insurance program where their followers would pay and insurance to the church. So whenever they get into their dire times, they can call upon that policy the same way we would do with State Farm or Allstate. That's too much like right. Them niggas ain't going to do that. You know. What they should do. And that way, that, that needs to be honest right. and fair. I think yeah. that if they're, t- if they're giving their money to the church, 
they shouldn't even have to go that far. If they're giving their money to that church, when somebody's in need, if they want to do the right thing, they will take care of that person. If that light bill needs to be paid, and this person is a faithful member at your church, it's only right that you help that and person. And let's, let's go there, and we're going we're gonna to give an example here. Ryan, who, who's actually sitting on a panel, was paying $12,000 a year in tithing. Sure was. 12000 mm-hmm. a year. When that well, brother wow. fell on hard time, the pastor Jeez. offered that boy $35. You tell me where, and, where that's Christ. And, 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 and I think that's, but that, that, that goes back. That goes back to where Brother Ramiel was mentioning. And I even think Trent even said it. Even, even Lisa has even said it too that we cannot expect the church to be responsible for us. If, if you decide to give to them, and I know it's a hard pill to swallow. You gave them 12000 a year, and when you felt on hard times, you went to them, and they basically told you, no, they have every right to say that, whether we want to face it or not. You know, they don't have to give us anything, and that's why it's time for us to continue to have shows like this on a higher level and start giving to ourselves. Start building and doing what Renetta said. Instead of instead of it being one person, which is Renetta, let it be ten women going down there with Renetta and doing what she's doing. Whatever Brother Romiel is doing in San Francisco, let it be a hundred yeah. men doing that. Whatever Trent doing, Ronnie, Lisa, because if we start, you know, reaching, that's what's wrong with politics. And people always want to say, let's not talk about politics. Let's not talk about church. Well, hell, it's the same thing. The I was church is formed because of politics. Politics exactly. was formed because of the church. That's where it originated from. Exactly. I, I, want, I want Brother Ramiel to uh, continue on uh, when we <clears throat> talked about where he channeled within. So when we're looking at, and, and while we're thinking on the subject of channeling within, we keep speaking about the word church, and it goes right into this subject. The word church is Germanic for, it's a Germanic word, and it means ring, R-I-N-G. It ring, it means circle. It represents 360 degrees of knowledge. People aren't getting religion. What you're getting is ritual. You're not getting religion. You don't have a religion. You're getting a dry run and a ritual. Now, when you go into the church, really you're supposed to be going into self. You're supposed to be learning how to connect with the creator yourself. We all know that there's, there's something higher than us. Now, that, has, that being has had many names depending on what those people are needed, whether it was Jehovah, Allah, Jesus, Buddha, Krishna, all the same, all the same. But the, the way that it was, the original church followers were Gnostic, meaning that they studied cosmology. They studied, mm-hmm. uh, it was an, an esoteric degree of information. They studied vibration, rhythm. They understood that prayer and meditation went hand in hand. Prayer Absolutely. meant to ask. Meditation meant to listen. And so, but it, the, whole, the whole purpose was for you to tap into yourself because the meeting place with God, okay, connotatively speaking, connotatively speaking, the meeting place with God was in your heart. You need, and there was no mediator. When the, when right. the, uh, um, when the scriptures say that I'm going to send you a comforter in the Holy Spirit. Now, holy again, holy means um, fire. And spirit, the root word of spirit is writ, R-I-T, and it means breath. 
fire breath. The Holy Spirit means fire breath. And it had to do with meditation because that was right. how you tapped that was how you tapped in, literally. And so because we are getting the ritual where we sit down and we're you know, we have people playing with our emotions, the sister just said that they play certain music when you're tithing. Well that's because they under that they've been taught vibration. And they know mm-hmm. that the, the drum rhythmatically mimics the heart. So if I can get your heart going a certain way, then the heart then raises the blood pressure and it puts you in certain moods. It changes your spirit. So if exactly. I can tap into those vibrations inside of you, you're more likely to give. It puts you in a more jubilant spirit. And speaking, you know, and speaking, of, speaking yeah, speaking of giving, and, and, we talked about mm-hmm. that with Ronnie losing that uh, 12000 a year. What was your heart, brother, when you <laughs> was doing that? Man, Ronnie, I need to hold something. Shoot. Man, I, I, thought I, was, I, was, I thought I was doing the right thing, you know, giving my 10%, and they're going to give it to the community. You know, it comes well, in. As soon as it you came know, in, it should have been out the door. But it found out it came in, but it didn't go right back out the door. It came in and stayed in the collection And having right. said that, since we're up on this, this so-called Easter, Easter uh, weekend, they're going to be the biggest tip game this weekend. You know, we got those guys mm-hmm. that show up. Only at church on a holiday. You know how much money these come to get around to pick up this weekend? Oh, the, oh they, they might charge in the parking three Church gonna be, church gonna be mm-hmm. crowded. They gonna raise two or three offerings this weekend. I promise you that they gonna raise mm-hmm. two or three offerings this. And here's the thing: you hear somebody preach. So I need the Lord told me there's a hundred people that want to give a thousand dollars. I need to line up right yes. here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pray for That's you. And then, there, then, then there's a five hundred dollar line. Then there's a hundred dollar line. So if I don't have a thousand dollars, I can't get I can't get this special prayer. I got to get this old thirty five dollar prayer. I, why I can't get this thousand dollar prayer? Because I don't have a thousand. I, I get a right. special prayer. Then there's a hundred dollar prayer line, five hundred dollar prayer line. <laughs> hey, this weekend, this weekend is on for the pit game. This is the weekend. Oh, wait, you know, wait, Ryan. It is the weekend. They're gonna yeah. they're gonna prophesy this weekend. The Lord told me there's they're twenty people yeah. in here that's gonna sow a seed of two thousand dollars. That's some bullshit. <laughs> Check this out. If you do basic math, basic math. Now, I'm not no chemist. I'm not no mathematician or statistician. You know, I'm not even a damn beautician, even though I sell hair. But check this out. <laughs> this weekend, they say he died on Friday around noon and got up Sunday morning. So, shit, that ain't but a day and a half. Now, the, the Bible say he died at three days later. He got up. That means he got up at what? Monday at about 12 noon. That's three days. But now, what they saying? He died early. Sound like a brother to me, and, and got up early Sunday morning. Shit, that's a day and a half. Where you get the three days out of this? Every preacher go preach it. But even with saying... Even, but even with saying that, if I could just kind of slow the show down a minute, and uh, yeah. I, I kind of want to leave us, you know, and I know we're not going nowhere. We got plenty of time. I kind of just want to, um, Brother Ramiel and myself, to re- repeat a few points, like well, the Black been, Law um, Dictionary, Anthony, Fourth Anthony, Edition. Uh-huh, go ahead, Lisa. Go hold ahead. On. I'm sorry. I've been trying to say something for the longest, and I don't know why. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, come in. Go ahead, Lisa. Right. No, no, hold, 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 hold on a second. Let, let, wait, wait on, hold on a second. Now, it's called Conversation with Trent Show. Let's, let's not, you know, miss well, it. Well, you know, Lisa is the co-host. She so is the co-host, but yeah. Lisa knows why. I said, I don't know why she's playing with me. I don't know why she knows why, why, she knows why she was being muted there. You know that background. <laughs> oh, she was, she was like muted. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Lisa. Go ahead, right, Lisa. So, I'm sorry. I didn't so, know you was muted. 
I need maybe yeah, I, I need to get on the back end, huh? You want me to get on the back end and try? Hey, Anthony, please, this is called please. a conversation with Chris, though. I got you, man. I got you. I got you. I got you next Friday, Lisa. We will not have this put pimping from the pool pit bull crap no more. You're not gonna be mute. This is one of the hosts, man. You're not gonna right. do it, brother. Where the hell they do that? Where the hell they do that? Where the hell they do that? Right. At Flame Studios in New Orleans. Look, look, look. All in New Orleans. Go ahead, Lisa. Go I'm sorry. Go but ahead. Anyhow, no, Go no, ahead. no, no. So, so, okay, so let me say this, and this is in no way in defense of myself because I don't feel like I need to defend myself. But Absolutely um, not. For, for, people, for people like me who will say, you know what, for me, it works to believe in God. For me, it works. And, you know, I, I go to heaven and I go to the other side and there is a being there. I fully believe Trent and everything that he experienced and other people who have said that. And so it believe, it, it works for me to have the faith that I have. It works for me to, to go to the church that I go to and, and pay attention to what they're doing, what they're doing in all manners of, of way, and to recognize that these are just men and women who are fallible. Um, as far as, you know, this being Easter Sunday and, um, you know, people taking up three offerings and having a special prayer and all this other stuff, I don't know what churches y'all been going to, but um, people need to people need to check. You, know, you, you, need to, you need to check this stuff out, and you need to remember that these are still run by men and women, and they're going to do the things that they, they're going to do. Just like, just like in any situation, people start off right. People, you know, people get married, they start off not wanting to cheat, not trying to cheat, and then somebody in there, you know, somebody in there starts to cheat. So you have to pay attention and you have to have the conversation. That's all I had to say. So, okay. Now, again, Lisa, <laughs> you know exactly why you were being muted. Exactly. You, actually, you said you were going to be gone by 930 uh, your time. So, you know, that background background noise came in and had to do what I had to do, you know, for the integrity I, so I of the show myself, and the quality dude. of the show. We're trying to produce shows here, right? myself, dude. Whatever. <laughs> I appreciate you, girl. You <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm silly. I'm so but no, I, like, like, I, like, <laughs> like I was saying is uh, – just like I said, my primary goal, because I'm pretty sure that I think that we are all on the phone secure with whatever we're doing as far as our faith and spirituality, but I already mm-hmm. know, I can feel the energy that there's somebody listening that needs a sense of direction or maybe in a place of confusion. So uh, like right. when Brother Ramiel was talking about the Treaty of, of Verona, and I mentioned the Black Laws for a dictionary to help you get some, um, some more origin and meaning to some of these words, just jot these things down. And, and, and read some, and, and definitely study the Vatican of the Roman Catholic Church. And, and even like Carlos said, study every religion when you have the opportunity to. Um, get outside of that comfort zone and just study the basics right. of every religion. You're pretty much see, like, you know, everybody has been saying, for the most part, they're pretty much mm-hmm. the same. And when you talk about spirit, you talk about your inner self, and you talk about your seven chakras, just so you know, when you talk about your third eye, your throat chakra, and your heart chakra, know what those mean. Those are very essential to our daily living, period. Exactly. A lot of people have their chakras exactly. closed up, and they don't under, understand why they say, like, right now I have a sinus cold, but I know because I haven't been cleansing myself right. I know one of my chakras are blocked up. I know I don't have to... To, to, to pray to an outside source to fix that. I know exactly what I need to do within me to get to let my sinuses run through properly. And those are the things that we want to continue to tap into people and let them know that you 
control those things exactly. if you simply just step out outside and, of something that you've been taught for so long. And, and the thing about it, and, and the thing about when we talk about tapping into ourselves, that's that's a huge thing for me when when when, when we talk about tapping into our inner beings and inner self. We'll attract those same like-minded people. I met mm-hmm. Anthony three years ago, had no idea. He was coming on for an interview. I didn't know this, brother. I thought everybody in Chicago was pimps. But the more the more I got to know him and the more I got to talking with him, we just we just we just clicked and we lined up. Everything was good. And with That's brother right now. I don't I don't I don't I don't I don't mute Lisa. my host though. Yeah, I do though. That's why you love me, brother. I do. And just like and just like with brother Ramiel, I had no I didn't know anything about this brother. But his energy right. and him tapping into himself is something totally different. Again, like with Ronnie, mm-hmm. I had a I had about a, a two hour to three hour conversation with him on a bench, not knowing mm-hmm. that he was, you know he believed some of the same things I believed in. So when you right. tap into yourself again with Carlos, these are the guys that I work with. You know, like hey, with hey, Carlos. Hey, hey, hey. And I, I can personally speak with Lisa. I, I think Lisa might have caught me on the. Um, I think I did a show with Jasmine O'Day, and, I, and mm-hmm. I, I think she heard the show. And after the show, yeah. she inboxed me, and um, I think she she told me she. Uh, I think she won. I think she didn't. You win a free copy of the book that Jasmine was giving away, or something like that. I'm not sure, but anyhow, yeah, anyhow, how that connection came. Lisa was always genuine. You know, it was almost like, yeah. you know, almost to a point in a sense like we almost dated before, you know, just to give you how close the connection came off off the right. top. And it was nothing, nothing, nothing flurry or anything like that. The connection was so real. And even like when I came down to Atlanta and I was doing my video mobile book tour, he said, when you get here, you know, make sure you, you know, you give me a call and let me know the location. And when me, you, and Sean and everybody did that thing, Lisa was one of the first ones there. And she was, you yes, know, she was. reading. She was basically, she basically took over the event. You know, that's how you know you have a, a, a great energy people around. And I didn't have a problem with it. It just flowed. Okay, Lisa, you want to read? Well, read, you know. Exactly. Hey, listen, we, we got we got a live one. And actually, if you guys you guys are not hearing commercials and all that good stuff, uh, this was something that I really wanted to get everyone's voice on, especially Brother Ramiel, with a lot of the, the knowledge that he brings to the table. So we got a caller here. Let, let's see what they're talking about. They're coming in one one one, so we don't know who it is. Let's just bring them Uh-oh. up Welcome to the conversation. Greetings, it's Sapphire. How you guys doing? Hey, how you how doing, you Sapphire? Hello, hello. Hey. I'm doing just fine. I'm just fine. I want to make a comment about this topic right here. I-, I want you to know that this topic right here is timely, extremely timely. Mm-hmm. And what I want to say Sapphire? this. Do I really? I, I like to. Kind of remain anonymous, you don't mind. You know I'm controversial. Okay, go ahead, do your thing. I have to stay a little light. But here's what I want to say. I want to. I'm going to go in here. You guys don't have. You don't have an inkling as to how much pimping is actually going on. I I want to say this. I come from a family of preacher men, and Mm -hmm. my dad was always one of those guys. You know, he 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 was. an only child, extremely militant, listened to Minister Farrakhan while my mom was getting us ready for church. And my dad used to say this. He said, they're nothing but Pentecostal pimps. 
mm-hmm. because I was an avid reader very young, I could, you know, kind of gauge what they were talking about. I, I, I want to say this. Fast forward after doing so much research on the antiqual histories of the black woman, I'm going to tell you something. When I listen to them now, I realize that a lot of them understand that they're pimping. And you might say, well, how do you know that, Sapphire? I've heard some of the mega preachers preach from Tahuti's Emerald Tablets. I've heard them, you see, and the, and the crowd is just there all excited, not realizing that these people are quoting hieroglyphics off the walls of ancient Kemet. I've, I've, I've listened to them closely, and I've heard them recite things that I know that they got from other deities that they consider to be pagan. You, mm-hmm. you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so I want to say this. Many of them are Masons. Know that. Many of them Absolutely. are Masons. Absolutely. And I, w- I want you to know this. My uncles who are Masons slash pimp preachers, they, that organization really is a clearinghouse for pimping. They learn early on in what they're calling the call on their lives, how to pimp folks, mm-hmm. how to, you know, make your voice roll, how to dress, what you need to do, excuse my expression, what you need to be doing with the hoe. Y'all not going to see me about these pimps in the, in the church. And I want to say this. It is time for black folks to understand the role that religion has played in Mm -hmm. our ignorance and our captivity. And if you are still in the church, I've got to go in here, I know I'm on her feelings. If you are still in the church, you are part of a pyramid scheme. You're either a pimp, a player, or a hoe. You're one of the three. Now, just mark my word. That's all I want to say. I thank you for your time. I like to say it. Appreciate it. I'm in the church and I'm not either one. Appreciate it, Sapphire. Well, I want to get away. I'll be getting away. Yeah, we're going to get away with that. pretty good, but that last one. We got a firecracker. I do want to say something about one of her points. One of her points about the whole um, being a Mason, and I mentioned yeah. that earlier. This is real important you know, as well. You know I to say something about that, don't you, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, and, and, I, and I'm going to let you slide right in mm-hmm. because what I want you to do, um, um, what I want you to get an opportunity to do, if you ever can meet a 32nd-degree Mason, now, he's not going to tell you anything, but if he happens to pass away uh-huh. and you're able to talk and sit down with his wife, she'll uh-huh. tell it all. She would tell it yeah. all. I want y'all to pay attention to me. Y'all not hearing me. You're saying 30 seconds, 30 seconds. If you happen to come across a 32nd-degree Mason and he's married, because 90% of the time he is going to be married, and he passes on, and you have a chance to, huh? Yeah, that's, I think that's the 33rd you're speaking of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 33rd. I'm sorry. 33rd. You're right. Yeah, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, you're right. You're right. It's 33rd. And you happen to sit with the wife. She would tell it all. You can ask just about anything, and she would give you the pretty much the, the corporate side and the, everything about how the religion is set up and why they are required to be that if they're in charge of a mega church. You don't have to right. believe me. You can, you can just pull these things up yourself. Right. I think Carlos wants to jump in for a quick second. 
Hi guys, I just wanted to say real quick, based on what what we were talking about tonight, as far as um, the pimping aspect of the pulpit, it's basically they're masters of manipulation, as a pimp is to his 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 flock of women, and so we are being guided and misguided under the same um, the same structure. And so some people buy into things where they believe, and some people sit off to the side kind of in disbelief. So that's just tying back into master manipulators that are manipulating us through fear and also manipulating us um, in uh, manipulating some of our women to um, follow under their um, hypnotic gaze, you know, as far as the one-on-ones, going back to some of the bad things that some of the preachers are doing. Right. Brother Ramiel? Yeah. I want to introduce a couple of things to everyone. Um, One, there there are three degrees of learning. And and if you have a pen and paper, uh, please jot down a couple of different things that I'm going to introduce, and then you can, you know, for you to do some research on. Uh, there are three degrees of learning. All of your imams, your your MMs who are master masons, your uh, uh, most worshipful, you know, masons, and all all of them, uh, your your, your uh, <clears throat> high grade pastors and preachers, all these people know there's three degrees of learning. It's called belief, faith, and fruition. Belief. Faith, fruition. Most people are trapped into the belief, which is the first. And if you can keep your congregation trapped into belief, then that means that they're exporting all their energy into something and they're, and they're hoping. They haven't even advanced to the faith. You can normally tell the degree of information someone has attained and the mastery of information based on the words that come out of their mouth. People will say things as, I, I believe in God. People will say uh, things such as, I have faith in the Lord. People will say such things as, I know God. Those are degrees. And what has happened is that when we're looking at what's going on with the brothers who are Masons and the sisters who are Eastern stars, they're learning these different degrees. Now, they're showing up to your uh, your churches in, in, the, uh, in the gear that the bishops wear, you know, and all these different things are coming in the suits. And they're speaking against all the different other religions when they're on the pulpit. But then when they go into the Masonic temples, they all show up. They all meet on the level. What meet on the level means that they all meet on a degree of honesty with knowledge because they're Gnostic. They are all Gnostic. And so they get into in there, and they're learning these different things, and they're learning your history. Now we tend to think and, and attribute so many different, so much information to Rome. What Rome has done a great job of is taking your history, your history, and, dec- and, and coding it to where you don't see and can't see yourself in it. The Bible, the Bibliotheca text, is directly taken from the Metunet. It's directly taken from it. You you, you can't dispute <clears throat> people who know certain information, even when we use the term Jesus. We know for a fact that his name wasn't Jesus, so why are we still using it? The letter J wasn't around until the circa 1200s. 
So we know it was uh, uh, Yusuf, excuse me, Yeshua being Yosef. Up until the Nicene Creed, that he was known for a fact to have been born in a main, in a cave, excuse me, in Maruk. Maruk is what you modern day call Ethiopia. These are facts. You had a brother in Ikupta, what you call Egypt, who opposed the new reconstruction of the mythology of Jesus. His name was Arius. And he was one, he was an Asiatic Moorish African priest in Egypt. He opposed them uh, uh, changing the information to where now Jesus is supposed to come um, from heaven and be, you know, the sort, you know, son of God, and he is God, mm-hmm. and all that confusion. He opposed it. <clears throat> so when we're looking at what's going on, the key to this whole game is to keep you in fear. As long as you're in fear, they're winning. As long as you are so afraid to say, okay, I'm going to step out on the ledge, and I'm going to go read the book coming forth today tonight, I'm going, which is called The Book of the Dead. I'm going to go read it. Now, The Book of the Dead is where all your funeral processions come from. All your right. funeral processions come from The Book of the Dead. So even if you refuse to read it, every time you go to a funeral, you're doing the ritual of it. You're casting the spell, but you're too... You're too trapped in fear to be willing to say, well, I'm going to read it and find out. Because if your, if your belief is true, then truth changes not. It's going to stay the same. Truth Repeat changes that again. Not. Repeat that again. Truth, if, if, truth changes not. If your belief is in truth, when you go out and you research, if what you believe is true, it's going to stand. So why are you afraid? Pick up a, I, there was a meme that was out on Facebook, and I had to steal it. <laughs> it said that <clears throat> your your same ancestors that died for you to vote also died for you to read a book. <laughs> and that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, your yeah. same ancestors that died that. for you to vote died for you to read a damn book. <laughs> And that's that, and that's right. what, that's what we're talking about here, ladies and gentlemen. And the, one of the reasons for bringing Brother Ramiel on, I, I knew this brother was going to be speaking from fact, not his opinion. Everything that this brother talk about, you could actually do the research yourself. Just like Anthony always says, research the researcher. Well, we could research mm-hmm. Ramiel's ass. It's going to come back to the same thing. You, you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And when we talk about let's let's talk. And I know we're getting away from it talking about the the pulpit pimps, but it, it goes. Far beyond the oh, it's still the same. But, no, but you know what? Because, but you know, the right. truth be told, we we should kind of like stop saying that because we're not getting away from your topic, brother. Mm. Everything that okay. we've talked about tonight is pertaining, is leading up to your topic. This is why right. you was able to create this topic because right. of what Brother Ramiel is saying, what Lisa is saying, what everyone on this phone exactly. is saying mm-hmm. is talking about this topic. So we it talk, leads so into why. Talk, so when we talk about when you talk about the voting. Uh, the, you know, for the right to vote, we're still stuck in a matrix where we really think that uh, we, you know, right. that honor to, to vote. That that's some bullshit. They still vote on whether yeah. African Americans have the right to vote every seven, eight years. Hello, I mean, hello. They, people don't get that. The smoke and mirror is there. The smoke and mirror is there. We just don't see it. We and again, it's that whole fear thing. The fear mm-hmm. tax that we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. If you can get 
if Jay Z has a powerful quote in one one of uh, his songs. He says, "My only job is to get you out of fear." That's my exactly. only job mm-hmm. is to get mm-hmm. you out of fear. We have been put. One of the things, and I'm going to give this other tidbit of information. The, mm-hmm. You have a person whose name is Flavius Josephus. Flavius Josephus was supposed to be born in 66 A.D. He is supposed to be a person, the, excuse me, the, the most well-respected uh, scholar of Jewish antiquity. He's born in 66 A.D. He comes from the uh, um, the Ptolemy line in Ecupta, or what you call Egypt. The true name of Egypt is Ecupta. Now, uh-huh. he, he was a play writer. And during the time of 66 AD, there were supposed to, there were the people, uh, the pharaohs, the kings at this time, knew there was going to be an uprising. Well, because Flavius Josephus um, had access to all of the ancient artifacts because his family had conquered, and he used to put on plays uh, for for the uh, priest class. They uh-huh. told they commissioned him to write a transcript that they could give to their enslaved people in Ikuta that would help quell that uprising. Flavius Josephus goes on to write the New Testament. He inserts himself in the New Testament as the <clears throat> apostle as the apostle Paul. We know for a fact that his name was Flavius Josephus. Was excuse me, was not Flavius Josephus. I just told people a few minutes ago that there was no J before twelve hundred. So when you see someone exactly. tell you that there was Great a guy point. named Flavius Josephus in sixty six AD, you know they're lying. His real name was Arius Pythos. He becomes your apostle Paul. And so, and he takes the stories out the meta meta and makes it into what you call the New Testament. Really, it's of the whole uh, the whole Bible. However, we just focus on that one part of the New Testament. Right. So, and and that whole the way the book was written is written both exoterically, which means for the common person. Exoteric means common, given to the common man, and it's written esoterically, esoteric. Esoterically, which is given to the people who are Gnostics, your, your Masons, your Imams, your Sheiks. That's who gets the esoteric lessons. And so when those people were up there, they had the esoteric. The sister who called in and she said they were reading from the book of Thoth, a Jehudi, Tehudi. Okay, the Emerald Tablets was one of the oldest books on the planet. Uh-huh. And, and they're getting that. They're getting that at, when they go to the Masonic halls. They're getting that information, and then they're coming to you because you are the bill payers. Okay, you're the bill payers, period. You don't have to like it. doesn't matter. You're the bill payer. So what I'm going to do is in the art of war, a true military general only gives his soldiers information on a need-to-know basis. Right. I give you what you need to know to keep you going in the direction that I need you to go into. That's it. No soldier has a full blueprint. Every soldier is sectioned off. You get what you need to get from your section. That's how the churches work. And so that you're not challenged. You can't deny that. You can't, you cannot deny yeah, that. 
you, so that you never challenge them. Now go up to your preacher, go up to your imam, and just ask them certain questions. Ask him why what is what is the true true Jerusalem. Well, ask him what is that, and watch his look change. What what have you been reading? Well, what is really yeah. Jerusalem? <laughs> And and to add to that, I did that to my mom because my mom was questioning my faith probably about two, three years ago, about three or four years mm-hmm. ago, actually. She she noticed that I wasn't practicing Christianity anymore, so she just flat out came and asked me. So mm-hmm. I set her down, and I showed her a couple of documentaries. I showed her some a bunch of research, and I just left her in the room. And it was funny because she stayed here three days. She stayed here about – she stayed here a whole week. But three days, my mom did not come out that room because she was looking at those documentaries. She looked at all the research that I had for her, and she wrote mm-hmm. down a list of questions for her pastor when she went home. So she went mm-hmm. home that and started it, asking her pastor these questions, <laughs> and he did exactly what Brother Ramiel just said. And I ain't even never told Brother Ramiel this story. I, right. I haven't told anybody this story. He did exactly. My mom called me and said, oh, he kind of just brushed me off and looked at me like, man, who you been talking to? What you been reading? Mm-hmm. Right. So that's because real important for know. us to do that. You can't know. The moment, the moment that you wake up and you start asking questions, then you, they no longer right. can leave you. Well, it's, it's really simple. You know, not, we've got to look at it, and I'll close our um, – Say this last point, Brother Trent, so you can get back in there. Um, It's very simple. Your churches aren't doing jack for the community. Going and giving something to the homeless matters not. If they're not building economic structures, if you're not dealing with the educational system, then you're not doing anything. All you're doing is something that is for show. I can go give some, some, some food to the homeless. That's like me giving you fish but not teaching you how to fish. Exactly. I need to build a school. We need schools, and if, and if we, those, these mega churches or these small churches combined are depositing over eight, I think it's eight um, billion dollars per week mm-hmm. into these European-run banks, because this is a part of being a 501c3. This is a part of the Treaty yeah. of Verona. This is what the promise is that we're going to we're going to fleece our people, and then we're going to give it back. To the Europeans, but we're going to call ourselves a black church. You own this church owns no buildings, has no gardens, no doesn't own a Safeway, a grocery store, has never started a school. Now we know our people are the most miseducated people on the planet, but our churches have no schools. Our our ancestors were not Christian, and that is a fact. Now they you can read a book and they can tell you well you know they were they were Christians. I want you to research what's called the CDC 1724. That is the Christian Black Codes. Christian Black Codes, 1724. That is when they outlawed our spiritual systems, which was voodoo, Yoruba, and so on and so forth, all that stuff that they got you afraid of. They outlawed it. And the Catholic creed became what had to be pushed on our ancestors in order for them to even get free or to even stay alive. So what became, what really came out of that is that our ancestors became what we now call Southern Baptists. Right. And the Southern Baptists that our ancestors actually were, the reason that you have so much 
jubilance in that is because our ancestors had taken and coded our ancient spiritual system of Yoruba and Voodoo inside of Baptist Christianity so that we could still practice it. And so they, they, so they would become Baptist. And so that's why you have that heavy influence of singing and dancing and the choir. That's voodoo. Uh-huh. That ain't Christian. Ain't nothing about what you see in the Baptist church Christian. Right. That's voodoo. And, and that's that's great points. And for the listening audience, you guys can catch Brother Rami Bay every, every <laughs> Monday. Right. That's great. Promotion. Every Monday, nine cents. Yeah, hey, got to get that in there, brother. Got to get that in there. Every Monday, nine central, seven Pacific. He's uh, he's out on the West Coast. Yeah, you got to you got to get that promoting in there, man. Because we got to get. Oh no, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. Good stuff. So, but the thing about it is, and talking to the listening audience, uh, this topic actually uh, started from when Renetta and I went to this this uh, this pastor's church that she knows. And this guy made his his, his, his his entire service about money. You know, now you know I got a question. You know I got a question for Renetta before we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm ready for you, brother Anthony. <laughs> so that that's where this actually come from. And I, you know, I was just growing on 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 the front row seating there. Uh, everything was was about a dollar. Um, this guy talked right. about you know Psalms 23 and didn't speak of anything about the author David. Who, who actually wrote the song. So I'm like, what is, what is this nigga talking about? I mean, what is he talking about? It? But in the end, in, in the end, I really want folks to, to really get a clear understanding. If you're actually going to church for your salvation or, uh, you know, to, to, to that light, to get to, that, to the other side, I would be asking questions myself. You know, if, if this is actually that important to you, if you're like somebody in the background is, is killing me there. If, 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 if if this life is so important to you and, you know, you being saved and all that stuff, I would be asking questions if, 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 if he has the key to my salvation or if he's preaching from what he says that this is your salvation is. I would ask a, a ton of questions because, like I said, and again, and I'll hang my hat on this, there was no preacher on the other side when, when, when I expired. There was no preacher there. There was nobody, just like Ronnie said, there was nobody there saying how much, how much tide you put into that. Oh, what did you do for the church? I didn't do shit for the church. Uh, it was just me there and this being with this bright light that was, you know, I could see the light, but I wasn't that close to actually enter that light. But there was nobody there, uh, you know, didn't have no rabbi, didn't have a, uh, the Pope wasn't there, you know, with his Gucci shoes and all this other stuff. None of that stuff, man. <laughs> and that's important to me when you're talking about people's lives, man, and, and they're going to these churches Every Sunday, every Tuesday, every Thursday, they really believe in that this guy could actually get them closer to God. And that's so far from the truth. It's so far from the truth, man. But go ahead, brother. You want to ask me another question? Oh, that anger. Give me the yeah, hello, hello. Is that somebody background? Yeah, I'm here. I'm right here. Yeah, no, I was just messing with Renetta, just talking about uh, when you told me about the no, whole. Oh man, ask that um, question, man. The, the lack of payment. So, Renetta, how did you feel when you had received the lack of payment notice? From what I under, from what I understand, you answered for me on last week. From what I understand, <laughs> 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 they tell me you answered for me last week. Actually, I was finally oh, not being paid. 
I was really fine with not being paid because it was his mother's 100th birthday, and she actually okay. asked him to to have me to come. She wanted me to come and sing for her birthday. So I was cool okay. with not being paid being paid for that. But otherwise, contracts would have had to been signed. Uh, you know, my my okay. question is this. You know, my thing is this: when we talk about love offers, you know, hey, it took gas to get out there. You know what I'm saying? And <laughs> I I just could not right I could not understand. <laughs> How you know no love of all brought up for the entertainment? You know what I mean? <laughs> it was entertainment to me because all that was some bullshit. Well, it's, <laughs> it's ministry in the church. It's, it's what ministry when it's in the church. It's not entertainment. None of them niggas so, up there was never so, part of a ministry. Wait a minute. So so was, let me let me get bro. to the bottom of this, Renetta. So it actually. You didn't have the problem with it. It was it was it was brother Trent who had the problem Damn with the money. Just, Anthony, I'm looking for a new manager. I'm really looking for a new manager. <laughs> hey man. So basically, brother Trent said there is no ministry in my gas tank. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I, I guarantee you, those two offices for, the, for oh, the new man. audience that. I want. I really want to want them to understand this and get this for that for that new audience. audience. Right. When we went did Lisa to this place, yeah, she had to go. Yeah, she had to go. Okay, she had to go. Okay, yeah, she had up um an event. She said she was actually getting out of that nine thirty, but she kind of hung around okay. for a minute. Yeah. Okay. But cool. For, um, great, great. You know, for for this for this church, you know, this guy picked up two offerings: one for the church, one for his mom. And these were his words: "But mom loved money." Yeah, that was right. And I'm like, okay, she's a hundred. Right. Where's she going to spend this money? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you told me that. <laughs> you know hey, what I'm saying? I bet you. So I bet you she'd figure in, it out. <laughs> in that church, in that church, if that brother did not pick up about five grand, he didn't pick nothing up. And I wanted to know, hey, bro, where yeah. that twenty percent at, brother? You know what I'm yeah. saying? I mean, we come out there and got everybody partying, and they just like your boy said with the rhythm. You know, Renetta got up there and sung her heart out. They was going in the mm-hmm. first. Yeah. Let me get a little bit. Let me get a little hey, bit. Hey, hey. You know they say Trent when when he, when he blessed that offering and tossed it in the air, he said, "What stays up there is for the Lord. What comes back is for me." <laughs> oh, oh, wow! <laughs> now I'm hearing a whole lot of new sayings. I, I, you know, I ain't been in church in quite almost a decade. I'm hearing a whole lot of new stuff. Oh, wow! Are you it, you it, ain't it's, it's the same. It's the same entertainment. <laughs> and, and that's what I'm saying oh, when you wow. talk about entertainment. And my thing is, this, <clears throat> hey man, I brought the entertainment to your doorstep. Now where am I at? Anthony, who does it? I heard somebody say it's called it's called entertainment. Entertainment. Yeah, I heard. brother I was listening to say entertainment. That's what yeah, it is. Man, but but that's where that topic came from with the with the four to <clears throat> man. And I was a bit appalled. Great topic. I was. Uh, it was. It was just. I was just, I'll be honest with you, my stomach was upset. I cared. I didn't want to meet him, didn't want to meet his mama. I was ready to go. <laughs> you were worried about the money, right, Anthony? Yeah, yeah. Right, right, yeah. Right, right. Of course. And that was, that's like a half well, a tank of gas. Renetta, I, I, I would have to officially apologize to you because I might have been misinformed who was more worried about the money. <laughs> Anthony. Anthony, you know me, and you Anthony. knew I was worried about that money. Anthony, I- Huh? I will I will get you on the boat. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. We'll talk more about it on the boat, no doubt. Yeah. No speaking, doubt. <laughs> speaking of the boat while we still got the folks here, man, those cabins are sold out for the the fourth annual Innovative Black Men trip. We still have room. We're adding rooms to that, but the first wave of those cabins, I think it was like 30, 30 
32 cabins, 32 cabins uh, sold out. But people so, can still register and they'll add them on to the group. There it is. Good stuff right there. Good stuff. Good so, stuff. again, hey, Brother Ramiel, I really appreciate you coming through, man. Yeah, he actually, he actually just texted me. He said he's on the train now, so he he's not going to, you know, unmute because he don't want that background. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So, yeah, yeah Brother Ramiel, really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. No doubt. Anybody want to check that brother out, man, every Monday, uh, 9 Central, 7 Pacific. Um, there's Brother Ramiel out of uh, San Francisco. The brother is deep. Um, I actually listen to his show quite often, not just because yeah. he's on wire in 1328, but the brother comes with a wealth of, of knowledge. You're you going to learn. You're really going to learn something. Exactly. You're I mean, learn like something. I said, I just encourage you. Yeah, you just, you're really going to learn a lot. And this is not even just about. Um, religion, and when you're talking about cleansing yourself, when you're talking about the health side, some of the proper foods you want to eat, he's had all type of different type of people come onto his show and just try to help people in area, in different areas of your life. When you're talking about exactly. building infrastructure, setting up a financial base uh, for your temple, uh, for your church, or whatever you whatever you're trying to do, exactly. he he definitely does have a good and, source of resources right. for all that. And every Thursday, if you miss him on Monday, you can actually catch him on a live stream where you can actually see video uh, every Thursday. And we're actually trying to incorporate that um, on the website, on the um, be your great. radio network's uh, website, to where you can actually see this mm-hmm. brother in action teaching. So the brother is every Thursday, and I think that's 7 Pacific as well. That's Don't great. quote me on that, but I think it is. But, you know, hey, Ed, I really appreciate you coming through as well, and I appreciate Carlos appreciate coming it, from behind the uh, – the Absolutely. thing, man, Ronnie, Ronnie Roach, tell the folks uh, where they can find you and all that good stuff, man, because you was actually hit on uh, last Friday. Folks looking for you. Yeah, you can check me out at 8840 Will Clayton Parkway, right there in the city of Humble, one mile east of the Big Airport, Houston Hair Boutique, or you find me on the web, HoustonHairBoutique.com, Facebook, Instagram. We're selling nothing but Brazilian hair, high-quality hair. We got dresses. We got bags. We got colognes. We got perfumes. Anything you need. You don't have to go down to the mall and give them your money. Spend your money at a black-owned business. We're going to take care of you. You're going to get a fair price, and there it is. There it is. There it is. Cool. We, cool. Are, we, promote, we definitely promote black business, man. Uh, hey, Anthony, anything you got going on, man? What's going on? Uh, nothing much, man. Um, we do on the show tomorrow morning, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got the little yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, we good. All right, just let me know. Um, nothing much, man. Just continue to support Wiring 1328. Um, I think earlier I popped onto it and we was listening to one of Sherry O's shows. So it's a good feeling to be able to go to our app and just listen to um different shows and listen to great music from Renetta, other artists. So we really do um appreciate people who are supporting us. We appreciate all the callers um, that we have, even the anonymous callers. Anybody who took time out to um listen to this show about the seriousness of this show and the purpose of it and what we're trying to do with your radio, your conversation. And that's pretty much it, brother. I'm, I'm about to go ahead and run, and I'll talk to you a little bit later. Do See you later, brother. Nice, nice talking to you again, Ronnie. All right. Yes, sir. Yeah, and then we got we got uh, Carlos, who actually houses uh, the platform right here at Flame Studios. I want to give him a, a special thanks for actually coming from behind the board and, and adding his voice to it, man. Anything you want to say? Anything no, just um, keep an open mind. Do whatever research you can to expand your knowledge base. There it is. There it is. And, and, and Kennedy, the K and Kennedy wants to. What you say? What about me? Well, you could actually come and say something. Oh, she. Oh, she didn't grab the headphones. Go ahead. Hello, everybody. Okay. Hey. <laughs> Hi. 
Okay, well, we, Kennedy, I'm doing a I just want to say um, hi and that I've been here for the very longest. And yeah. <laughs> you sweaty. There we go. That's Kennedy. That's my daughter. Uh, she's actually vacationing uh, over the holidays, spending time with uh, me and her Mimi, as she calls Renetta. So good stuff there. Until uh, next week, Lisa will be back uh, with us on next week with another uh, epic topic. Again, appreciate everybody that called in. and We'll uh, see you guys soon. Peace. Conversations with Trent in conjunction with Taylor Kennedy Media and your radio network would like to thank you for calling in and listening to tonight's episode. We hope that tonight's conversation offended you just enough to turn your mirror inward to come back for more. So until next week's conversation, be epic. is Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer a hand clapper a high fiver I kind of like the high five but if you want to hone in on those winning moves check out Chumba Casino at ChumbaCasino.com choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes there are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses so don't wait start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com no purchase necessary VTW void prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus